Here at PCA, we use the phrase, established for life. Well, the life part really begins after we leave the halls of Prestonwood. So, where are they now? How are they reaching the world? These are the inside stories of lions leaving legacies and our journeys with Jesus. I'm Veronica Erickson, the Director of Alumni Relations, and this is Life Talk. All right, all right, all right. Dan, I promise I'm not going to open every session sounding like Matthew McConaughey. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Matthew McConaughey is a UT guy. So it was. It just came so naturally. There's, hey, there's not a lot of great things we can look at UT and say, hey, that gave us this. It gave me my wife. And it gave us Matthew McConaughey. You did. You did go. This is <laughs> yes, right. You did yes. go to UT. Yeah, and a national championship. We had a lot of losses 16. since then. Hey, easy. Oh, you guy. <laughs> That's no, right. We, we haven't even introduced you yet. You do not have permission to talk. I'm going to say it again. All right, all right, all right, there Dan. You go. Should this be my new tagline? I like it. I like it. Let's well, go with it. Well, it might stick today and it might not. So yes. who knows? Yes. Let's just see what happens. Well, but Welcome to your first Life Talk podcast as Thank the you. host. Thank you. Right? Okay, I kind of feel like um, we are now Regis and Kelly. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like it's like Megan was like Regis and Kathy Lee, right? Yes. Which although, yes. I mean, Kathy Lee, you can't beat, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but now it's Regis and Kelly. Yes. So it's kind of new, it's right? New. It's yeah. like we've got some consistency, but yep. I'm here. Yep. And then somehow we're, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm making... still here, even though people wanted a better host than Regis, but I'm still here. Eh, <laughs> wrong. No, um, a legend. Let's yeah. just say it that way. Let's, You're say legend. It. Let's say it that way. Um, okay, so we were off to a good start. Off to a good start. Who's our first guest? Our first guest is special today. Yes. Okay, so um, I'm going to give he, you a clue. He's unique. He is. He's special. He's special. Yes. He's all of the adjectives in one. Um, okay, I'm going to give you some clues. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. so he has a full head of hair. That def okay. This is that, also generational. Honestly, this that, is generational. That right there would be enough for most. Okay. Right. Yeah. No. No. It's that true. It, it does. We. It does weed out a few. Now, for those, mm-hmm. for those who went here, he was actually a homecoming king. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna read the show he, notes. His he, name's gonna be know, in the topic, know, and we're giving Wait, clues he as played, if <laughs> he played football and broke his back. Oh. These are things I remember about him. Yeah. Huh. I mean, seriously, are, this is how I'm often introduced, <laughs> right? And this is his voice. So, drum roll, please. Yes. We have Ty Robinson in Yay! the house with us today. Woo! So, we're well, really pumped you. about it. I appreciate the introduction. Yeah, I love being here. Was it this the best great. introduction ever? The most unique one yeah. I've yeah. ever had, it was for that. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that was your opening. It was adjective. an introduction. Yeah, it was take your, it. It was your opening adjective. Yes. And we're running with it. Welcome. No. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. A lot has changed since the last time I was here. Has it really? Because you said you hadn't been like on campus in like eight years. It's uh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's embarrassing to say that, but it has changed since the last time I was here. It's changed since I was a student. Then you here. walked the halls. Yeah, I walked the halls and had no idea because because you graduated in. So I graduated in two thousand five. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I never went to school at the, I guess, second iteration of yeah. the new building. Mm-hmm. Everything was um, over. At the so church. we were over at the church. Yep. I was going to say your halls were the third floor of yes, that's right. PBC, yeah. right? And so yeah. we would maybe miss a class or two and play home run derby in the sanctuary. Yeah. Maybe take a yeah. nap up there and get uh, woken up by Mr. Troy. I was, uh, <laughs> was going to say. So a little different than, <laughs> yeah. different than today. You know what? Just so you know that everyone and everyone listening, mm. you know, Pastor Graham included maybe, that we felt you felt very comfortable. Just Absolutely. Clearly they, they made us feel very comfortable. It was Amen. home. It yeah. was home. Maybe yeah. too much. Yeah. A little too much. Maybe no, too but this much. is this is the <laughs> this is the good stuff, right? Like yes. these are the 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 OG stories, if you oh. will, right? Um, so, okay, graduates in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. 
Um, everything from your mini tour that you came through today was obviously different. Not only like second part of the campus, but the new addition to the school, the mm-hmm. Welcome Center, yep. all of that. Yep. Um, first impressions. It's beautiful. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, just the facilities, the opportunities for these kids. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting to yeah. see what's going on here. Yeah. We were talking about this before when we ran into Dr. Leinberger on our way down here, but we have um, 500 new students joining this year, crazy. which for our alumni listening is just, as you said, crazy, right? Yeah. And how many did yeah. you have in your graduating class? Graduated was 68. And I think yeah. before me, it was half that and then half, half yeah. that before yeah. then. So because yeah, the O2 was the first class. Mm-hmm. They had eight eight or something. Yeah, yeah. And it just kept doubling. Yeah. A faithful eight. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, it, and actually, though, like from O2 to O5 to have a class of 68, I mean, like you think of how that growth has happened. massive change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of kids came here just because of Ty. Yeah, right. That he, <laughs> he, was like, he was like our Julius Randall. I mean, people no heard about Ty. And no way. Like, I you say legend kid. more like a lunatic. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. We don't have to be completely honest on this. We can let's, reference. Yeah. Let's, let's remember what we want to remember. There we go. Okay. Yeah. We can create whatever narrative we want. Yes. <laughs> That's right. This can be edited, right? Yeah, no, no. We're going with it. Okay. So, <laughs> so after PCA, yeah. right? Because there's a lot to talk to you about. Okay. After PCA, uh, where did you go? Yeah. So graduated in 2005. Yep. Went up north to really a, a better institution than that one in Austin, <laughs> uh, University of Oklahoma. Spent four years there, loved it. Yes. Uh, we played a national championship in 2009, which was remarkable. Ugh. We lost. It was heartbreaking, actually. It was was that Vince Young? No. No, it's Tim that? Tebow. No, okay. So, oh, yeah, it was just okay. brutal. It was there, heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so, it was, yeah, it was there. Uh, was real involved with the business school. Mm-hmm. It was the Lambda Chi. Actually, ruined with Taylor Harris. Uh, he was, he's been oh, my alum. best friend. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah so yeah, we yeah. graduated together, went up there. Mm. Awesome. We were uh, roomed in the frat house together, and then again uh, the following two years off campus, and we still remained very close. Awesome. So deep roots in Norman. Came back to actually didn't come back to Dallas. Went to Colorado. Um, there was yeah. <laughs> talk to us about what happened okay. after OU. Yeah. So about midway through OU, had gone up there, had been loving it. Well, there was uh, really just life was flipped upside down for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, went through a traumatic. Uh, divorce of my parents and that changed everything for me and what I thought was a very strong faith really was was not at the at the time and I I realized that a lot of my identity a lot of uh, really what I believed was wrapped up in things that um, you know my security was was really in my family Mm -hmm. and some theological things were off so parents went through divorce and it rocked my world Mm -hmm. And spent really months just fighting, just trying to get through it, then ultimately turned away from my faith. I think the the week that the divorce was finalized, I turned 21, and it was just a recipe for disaster. And uh, ultimately, what I wanted to do was I applied the the focusing approach to a certain degree. Um, You know, Mr. Lee's focusing approach, I said, okay, I'm starting from square one. Do I believe in God? Because I want nothing to do with Christianity because what I understood it to be ended up not not being the correct view of who Christ was and what true repentance was, what my faith is, and why I, I believe. And so I said, okay, do I believe in God? And started from there and ran as fast as I can from Christianity. And it, it ended up being about a two-year process and a very long and lonely 
and uh, just devastating road of just figuring out what truth was. Mm-hmm. So go back to OU my junior year and uh, start this this path and decided, you know, I'm going to go be a whitewater raft guide. So I moved up to Colorado <laughs> and uh, <laughs> packed up that, my 1990. I don't know if that would have been my first spot. Like, <laughs> What's but, the best thing I could if, do right now? Cool. What is the opposite and, thing of right, what yes. I've ever done? Right. Right. If no. you want to run from yeah. God. Colorado is a great place to go. And I found a lot of people I don't know. in similar Dan. places. You will, not, you will not find him there. No, not true. It's well, just, hey. It's sad. No, but it's I was... Sad. There's so many people that are lost. And we just went on a choir mission trip up to Denver. And it's, it's just... Yep. There's so many people that are yeah. lost in yeah. Colorado. And it's a beautiful place to be. And you went up there and experienced some of the great things of God's creation. But mm-hmm. right, some people that, that didn't know God and just took you down a, a two-year you know rabbit hole. Of, yeah. Eh, well, yeah. Right. What I was going to yeah. say is you just went to the most beautiful place on the planet where you're like running to figure out who this God is. Right. But you're surrounded by yeah. all of his nature and majesty un- uh, in comparison to our flat land of right. Texas with our beautiful true, strip true. malls and like all of the, oh, you know, like beautiful. Yeah. I lived uh, in a tent all, all in the mountains, the chain restaurants. And, around, yeah. Right. Um, so you go and you, you decide you're going to do something a little risky. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, I think white water. Right. That was great. Was really so I, I lived in a tent commune with 250 other raft guides. Okay. Did that. It was a blast. <laughs> we were all in. Yes, all in. I had hair down to my shoulders, a really dirty mustache. Did you really? Yes. I have pictures to prove it. And No need. Yep. <laughs> Sidebar. I know we're going to get to Burn the part them. about your family and kids. Do you have little girls? or? So, yes. And because I'm go- – are you familiar with putting up a ponytail? I could the- put a ponytail okay. up. And yeah. I yeah. can braid hair. Okay. I can do it all. And not – and it's really because of experience. I was gonna yeah, say. I was gonna say it's because of, of because of this. So get back to the get back to the where we lived. Or we're or gonna the Drew Horner story. He has a daughter and he can braid oh, hair because, because yeah. he did it on horses. Oh, that's right. yeah, very, right. yeah, right. very similar. That's yeah, right. I probably showered as often as a horse did. So. <laughs> okay, let's very get back similar. to this. All right, All right. so you're so, so you're I'm in a, in a very yeah living yeah. in a tent doing what I thought was the coolest thing ever, mm-hmm. um, but really was couldn't be more lonely and uh, angry and love to tell people that, you know, this is what I'm doing. You know, people would respond. Oh, that's so cool. But gosh, I was miserable. And so I thought, well, what's the next thing to do to try to up this? Maybe I can find some type of greater fulfillment. So I bought a one-way ticket to Hawaii to move out to Hawaii and had gotten connected through couchsurfer.com to live on a couch and (laughs) was going to go do that. And there was a real strong Buddhist community there. And I was really kind of toying with that, was really interested in that faith. And it's like, I'm going to Hawaii. Go surf, figure it out. Um, and, and in that uh, period when I ended rafting, it was uh, came back home for a short period of time before I was flying out. And uh, long story short, the Holy Spirit transformed my life mm-hmm. at a moment when I was not looking for Christ was really the opposite. It was as if he turned the lights on and all of this anger and doubt and um, really just kind of a cynic type perspective was was gone. And it was nothing because of anything I did or really even wanted. It was through the the act of the Holy Spirit. And since then, so that was in 2009, October 2009 is when I gave my life back to Christ, repented, and um, my life has been changed ever since. Yeah. Desires the, changed, the, the friends the changed, fathers, everything. by the way, call that the hound of heaven, if you've ever heard the phrase, mm. right? That when God pursues you and he wants you, 
right? He will find you and he will track you down. That's good. And God, God did that. To That's you. exactly right. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you were you were about ready to run, <laughs> and yeah. God's like, you know what, Ty? Time to come home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Just, just like grabbed you by the neck collar yeah. and yanked you back. Amen, um, brother. Thank you, Lord, for yeah. your grace. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, so let's camp out on this a little bit. When you say pun intended, <laughs> I think it was subliminal. I think she's, because she's we so were good. talking she's about, so good. she doesn't even know it. Right on it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that was a, a thousand percent subliminal. Okay, so I'm like, where did I get this from? I've never been camping. I've spent my summers in New York. Yeah, and amen. Dance. Yeah. You know. Okay. Tie over here. <laughs> Our camp guide. Um, but let's talk about that. So this this Holy Spirit moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, what light switch went off in the sense of you suddenly really realized who Christ is as core? Like, can I just unpack that a little mm-hmm. bit for us? What so happened? I guess two things. the The moment that happened was I was driving to my grandfather's funeral in the car. And my my two brothers had a big impact on my life. So you know. The divorce takes place. Our family is really just torn apart, very very public, very just disruptive. It was hurtful. And my two brothers were kind of my foundation in that. They were they knew I told them everything. They knew everything that was going on. And they just kept working on me. And on the way to the funeral, my brother, my oldest brother Blair, he asked me, he's like, Hey, what do you what's your biggest doubt right now? And that question I thought for a second. And in that moment I realized, you know what? I'm arguing him against Christianity just to argue. Mm. And I realized real quickly, I was like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just angry. Like, yeah. that's really what this yeah. is. And yeah. so it was, it was in that moment that it all changed. And I think what I came to realize was my faith previously was really kind of wrapped up in this kind of false Christianity that was really more prosperity type. Like, mm. hey, if you do the right things, then things will be right. Yep. And so when my family is then broken, I was like, God, we're doing all the right things. You know, my mom was, you know, Dr. Taylor's assistant. My dad Mm -hmm. was on staff at Prestonwood and Mm -hmm. we're at church and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these great things. We're a happy family. Like we Mm -hmm. loved each other. We still do. Mm -hmm. Everything was right. However, crap happened. Like Mm -hmm. that's not how it's supposed to play out. So Mm -hmm. my view of who Christ was then changed Mm -hmm. to like, it's, then it must be false. Mm-hmm. So as I went down this process of learning, I came to realize that is not who Christ is. Mm-hmm. When you become a Christian, you give your life to Christ, things do not get easier. Mm-hmm. You don't become rich. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, your family doesn't necessarily stay together. Mm-hmm. Things don't necessarily, you know, kind of even out. It's not mm-hmm. like this formula type thing. Mm-hmm. So I think my view of Christ just changed in who he was and Mm-hmm. Um, that's I think that was one of the big mm-hmm. things in like a theological shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's truth, right? Yep. It's believing and accepting him and his truth for who he is, Christ supreme. Yeah. Now, if you want right. genie in a bottle, right? God yeah. does not give you that mm-hmm. option. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds yeah. great because that's what we all want, right? Yeah. I rub the lamp when I need something. Correct. God, God gives it to yes. me. I get my three wishes, right? Yes. The first wish is I, I want a million more wishes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then whatever we want God to do, that's what he's supposed to do. And God goes, one, that's not how it's going to be, mm. right? And if you really want me, understand it's on my terms. And when you come to that moment in your life where you go, okay, it's on God's terms, I mean, it, it mm-hmm. literally wrecks the rest of your life. So that's your that's your moment right there. Before awesome. this, y- absolutely, Dan. Um before this, Ty, what had you been through two 
just curious, have you, had you been through many trials before, right? I know we talked about you breaking your back. Mm-hmm. I, I know we didn't we didn't get there physically yet, right? But mm-hmm. like, what were, was this the real first hurdle in life of growing up in kind of like, you know, North Dallas, um, times were a little bit easier, right? Like it was all pre-pandemic and pre-social media and all of this. Like, was this like a, the first big hurdle for you? This was... Breaking the back was probably the first biggest hurdle because mm. that was like a big trajectory change for me. Mm. So I had plans to play football in college. Mm. I started getting recruited, and that happened game three of my senior year. Mm. And so that was really difficult. But at the mo- at the time, I got, like I was grateful that I had my health because it could have been a lot worse. And I was surrounded by mm. remarkable people at mm-hmm. PCA, but then also at the church. And so I had a support system. Mm-hmm. And so – it's not comparable to what happened mm-hmm. then later when I'm at college mm-hmm. um, and I was truly on my own. And I isolated myself as well. So from that perspective, yes, it mm-hmm. was – yeah, it was a massive mm-hmm. trial, hurdle, tribulation, whatever you want to call it. And probably the, the biggest one mm-hmm. that I was – that mm-hmm. I that I occurred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I ask because, you know, sometimes um, for – not many students listen to this, if I'm sure if any, right, Dan, but for our alumni, right, like many of us have grown up in kind of, you know, the bubble, right? And then when have these life experiences hit? And um, and it's not like if they will, it's when they mm-hmm. will. Yep. So some kids go through it earlier in their childhood and in their middle school and in their high school experience while they're surrounded by you know, a community. And then some of us go through it later in life. And I was just curious because mm-hmm. I think it, it, it hits you at different phases of where you're at maturity wise mm-hmm. as well. Right. Like, you know, and then it and, keeps and you, hitting you. Yeah. And it <laughs> and just keep keeps going. Right. But especially as like a college fraternity <laughs> yeah. guy and you're 21 years old, yeah. like that is oh, your, sure. you know, prime mm-hmm. of, um, of maturity. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, okay. So let's, let's, that's incredible, and thank you for diving deep and sharing with us. Let's bring us to where we are today. Yeah. Family, so, kids, uh, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah, so I guess to fast forward uh, 10 years from, from then, that was 2009, married here in Dallas, uh, married uh, Fraley Verdorn, who's now Fraley Robinson. She was, believe it or not, a Trinity Trojan. Ooh, yeah. dun, dun, dun. So we, we do not talk about that as often as <laughs> you'd think we would. But no, we, uh, so she's, she That's is great. unbelievable, and... We were actually set up on a date by two PCA alum. So uh, Luke Buster had introduced us. and Nice. And at the time, I was moving. So gratefully, I met her after I rededicated my life to Christ and mm-hmm. was going to seminary. Mm-hmm. It was two months away from moving, and we were introduced. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to marry this chick. Mm-hmm. So I canceled my plans to go to seminary, stayed home. I was like, i got to get a job if I'm going to ask her dad for a job. <laughs> her hand in marriage. So ended up uh, getting a job in commercial real estate mm-hmm. and have been there since, uh, specialized in apartments and have been doing that for, I guess, like 10 or 11 years. And mm-hmm. we have two beautiful kids. Holland is our oldest. She's going to be in second grade and Penn is our youngest and he's going to be in kindergarten. Wow. And being parents is, being parent, let alone being married, I mean, it's just the greatest gift. We're, yep. we're having a blast. It's a fun yep. stage for us. It's a super fun stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, did did you finish seminary? You kind of put it on pause. I know you've gone on to do some other higher level education. So let's kind of go there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I think, uh, no, I canceled seminary. I think I did a week. 
mm-hmm. of online <laughs> seminary. And I was like, you know what? If I quit right now, I can get my money back. And so I quit. <laughs> Got 100 on my first test. So I like to joke that I had a 4.0. So That's never terrific. didn't pursue it, but yeah. ended up getting yeah. into commercial real estate and diving mm-hmm. in and had thought, you know, maybe vocational ministry, mm-hmm. but really just continued to see God open door after door after door and realized, you know, this is where God wants me, mm-hmm. at least for now. Mm-hmm. And that is in the business world to some degree and trying to make a difference for him through that. Mm-hmm. And and really wrestling with what that what that means right. and trying to understand how do you uh, navigate the secular world, the business world, where it's all about the bottom line, and do so for Christ, mm-hmm. and then bring your family alongside that and not get wrapped up in that world. So right. have been in commercial real estate, have been on really kind of consulting services, mm-hmm. have done anything from uh, institutional level you know, valuation to landlord retail uh, uh, rep to uh, tenant rep to working mm-hmm. with engineers and architecture architects uh, on the architecture side, so I've been kind of exposed to a little bit of a little bit of everything and have kind of found my sweet spot and uh, have have loved it. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. And are you doing any higher level education now? Yeah. So the, the funny I'm thing is here. My, so all right. So <laughs> raising my eyebrows. The backstory <laughs> here is Veronica and I have have. Uh, have all this overlap, just like I do with Dan. Dan's like my hero and one of my heroes in life. And I, I say that lightly. And um, But you just called him your hero. You can't say that lightly. Or not li- I do not say that lightly. I'm sorry. I misspoke. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, of, of all the people that like – I mean, there's like two or three people that I look at in life. Dr. Taylor, you know, Dan Panetti, uh, Coach Coach Hall. Uh, like those are guys yeah. that like, man, those were – they they, uh, they had a, a lasting impact on me and have – uh, maintained uh, relationships with with all of them um, past school. Um, so I got di- that's okay sidetracked. Well, um, yeah, I mean you're giving Coach your Hall, I know Coach so, Hall. So yeah, Coach Hall. We the did. day this filming his funeral's on Friday. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. So um, we're by the way going to be doing something special to honor mm. um, Coach Hall, and we're we're by the time this podcast release, it will probably be in full um, full play. Um, but to honor him and to honor his. Uh, family, um, probably at one of the upcoming games. So like I said, by the time this airs, full details will be out. But, um, you know, we're we're recording this now. um, And he had passed on Sunday. So um, but thank you for taking the time. Well, I was fortunate. I coached on his staff for a year um, and was able to be with him like like in the trenches. And to see somebody like walk the walk like that, like Coach Hall did. Yeah. Um, You know, let's just a big, big part in my testimony, really. Let's talk about this because I know we're going to divert real quick and talk about your higher education Mm -hmm. and all of that and wonderful and that's and it's terrific. But just talk for a couple minutes about Coach Hall and um, if you could describe him just briefly in a few words and you just said he walked the walk like in a a few words, even just one adjective, whatever you can come up with. Mm -hmm. Who was he? What how would you describe him? So I had the inability to narrow it down to one word, just if anything. I'm just very verbose, and especially talking about Coach Hall. And I think of him as a coach who was remarkably talented in what he did, in his craft, like an exceptional coach. I remember uh, Coach Littleton one time, he Mm -hmm. made a comment to me when I was coaching with them at Legacy. He goes, you realize Coach Hall is like a legend in taps. I mean, this guy is one of the best, one of the most mm-hmm. all-time ones. 
But if you look at who Coach Hall is, like uh, like all of the accolades and wins existed, they were there. But like he did not care about winning. He cared about transforming men mm-hmm. uh, to advance the kingdom. He wanted to develop and uh, nurture, and then he modeled what it was like to be a man with virtues, with uh, convictions. And, like, that's who he was. Mm -hmm. And he was steady, like, just unwavering, unimpacted. I don't know how many state championships and victories, but it's like he was the same person with the same focus to change lives for Christ. And that's who Coach Hall was. Mm. I'm so glad that we went um, just down that rabbit hole just then because, um, well, it was the Lord and truly – it's going to speak to a lot of people listening as well and who interacted with him. And just when you live your life like that, I mean, this is what it's all about, mm. right? I mean, you talk about you've got these pillars of of men in your life that even though you diverted and went white water rafting, say that three times fast, and, and down this path and came back, you look at these guys and Coach Hall being one of them. You just talked about Dan here and, um, and Dr. Taylor and others who have been able to keep you back on track. And this is this is the other piece that I'll just say um, briefly to the alums who are listening. Wherever, you know, you are or wherever you're at in your walk, um, the fact that you've got this foundation, can you imagine how it would be if you didn't, you know? Right. And, you know, this is the thing is, is the Lord knows what's coming your way in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, whatever in life. Um, but you've got this foundation and imagine if you went to a school or didn't have a family that sent you to a school like PCA, or you went to public school or wherever it was. And, you know, the Lord will, the Lord can, and he will reach out to those lives in different ways. But what a blessing that Unfortunately, some of us might have taken advantage of, right? But the foundation is there. And when life hits and you look at these pillars of people and Coach Hall being one of them as an example, how it would be without that experience, you know? Yeah, and you kind of come to that appreciation maybe at different points. Maybe it was when you graduated or it might be when you're 45 and you realize, Mm -hmm. gosh, Mm -hmm. that uh, so grateful for this, you Mm -hmm. know, or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. so let's just close the loop a little bit. Where are you? Where are you today? You're doing some higher education stuff. Yeah. That's great. But what are some goals and and kind of what's on top? Yeah, and get in, get into because we talked before, right, about your mastermind group, mm-hmm. right, which kind of came out of your educational. Like you want to continue mm-hmm. to pursue developing the mind. So kind of give a little yeah. bit of insight into that. Yeah. So I'll give some background. Um, so about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I was I've always been interested in getting my MBA. Looked at Texas, looked at SMU, but at this point in my career, so I'm now just turned 36 last week. Um, but I, but I'm established in my career enough that I, was like, I don't want to take the time to get you know to, yep. to quit my job, yep. go do full time MBA, and uh, was introduced to a program at Harvard Business School, which is their version of the executive MBA, and it's designed for uh, executive level professionals that are established in the careers that. Um, they want to continue to learn, however, don't want to quit their day job or, you know, some, a lot of them are diplomats, politicians, Mm -hmm. inventors, own companies. Um, so it, uh, it's a lot of thirties, forties and 50 year olds. And that's ironically how I was introduced to Veronica, 
So I started last July. I was about a, you know, about a year, year and a half program and um, was accepted the program, go up there, don't really know a soul. And there were 75 students in our cohort. I mean, people from all over the world, literally. Uh, about a third are Americans, and uh, some of the program was off, you know, offline or online and at home. And then you'd go up to campus. And first day when I was on campus, I have a guy tap me on the shoulder. He's like, "Are you from Dallas?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, are you Ross Robinson's son?" He's like, "I think we know a lot of the same people." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, it ended up being Veronica's husband, Braddock, or Brad, and um, we found all these different connections and overlap in life and realize, goodness, what's the probability yeah. that, <laughs> you know, it's literally this global program. We live like three, three miles apart and have this PCA connection through Veronica and my history. And it was, it was, a, it was a fun, it was a fun. Connection. It's just <laughs> wild. I mean, there's, what is it? Six degrees of separation has been narrowed down to less now, I think, because of social media or something, but, but of all the places. And I, I mean, and, and it was just so funny because I was like, well, we, we barely missed each other at Prestonwood, but it was just, it was great. So as Dan was saying, you've, you've, you know, a few things have popped up from this executive MBA type program at Harvard. Um, it's a, it's a terrific program. Again, people from all over the world. Did you also study at Oxford, Cambridge? Did you Yeah, so I spent this? a summer at Oxford. Okay, so, uh, spent a summer. Yeah, my junior year. So we are into the higher level education, <laughs> yeah, right. learning, continuing the mind, um, which is great. Mastermind group, mastermind club. What, yeah. what, what is this? Yeah, so as the program has kind of come to an end uh, at HBS, I had an executive coach that I was paired up with one-on-one, a sweet little lady named Eleanor Chen. She was a positive psychologist. I mean, just stupid smart, very yeah. intelligent. Yeah. We'd become very close. And she was basically like a therapist because a lot of the program is designed on understanding who you are as a person and unleashing your attributes as a leader and so Mm -hmm. yeah we're like taking all these layers back and and Mm -hmm. chatting it up and Mm -hmm. um and so I asked I was like gosh you know when I was at Oxford you know that kind of like the inklings was a big thing with Tolkien and C.S. Lewis where they'd get together like four or five guys and like pitch ideas and just like place of discussion I remember at the Eagle and Child we went there was a pub there and it was a big deal I was like Mm -hmm. I kind of like how do I like what do I do with that like I want to do something like that and she's like well look up the term mastermind group. Like it's a concept that has been relevant through the last several hundred years, if not longer. Well, that sounds like a pretentious, like silly (laughs) name, but I'll check it out. And that's exactly what I was interested in doing. So if you look at, you know, like Ben Franklin, he had the uh, leather apron club and uh, 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 um, Teddy Roosevelt had the tennis, his like a tennis cabinet where he'd have like a close group of buddies Mm -hmm. come over, they'd play tennis, but while they're playing tennis, they were discussing like high level, interesting topics. They're experimenting with ideas and mm-hmm. challenging each other's thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. And mm-hmm. so what I've done is I've found, uh, I kind of just started thinking deeply about that. Who are three, you know, four other guys that I know locally that I can uh, meet with on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. And it so happens I've, I've got three best friends that I have become even closer since since we've started our program. Mm-hmm. And what we do is they they're they're believers. Um so there's there's a similar kind of foundation there, but different backgrounds, different ways of thinking, yeah. different industry. And what we do is we get together about once a month and discuss anything and everything. Mm-hmm. So topics can range from 
you know, ethics within artificial intelligence to critical race theory and what is it and how should we think through it? And mm-hmm. um, it's been – You said parenting uh, was par- one, Parenting right? is one that we're, we're actually yep. meeting next month. And so we'll kind of prepare. We'll read. We'll, we'll kind of think deeply on these topics and we'll challenge each other. And it was structured in a way where there's – you know, you kind of take the egos and remove it from the conversation because right. I think that's important you – know, Priority number one. So you right. can have like genuine, authentic conversation where we're really just like wrestling. Yeah. And no one's trying to be smarter than they really are, project something that they're not, but right. really like, hey, where are we here? Right. So, and it's been hugely successful. Well, it's incredible because obviously you've got these, um, you know, folks like you mentioned Ben Franklin and C.S. Lewis and Teddy Roosevelt and others, but it's, it's a simple concept, right? And to yeah. those of us listening, you know, I mean, Try and do this on a smaller scale with your friends, but it's really – it's living in community and it's talking about what is happening in the world, what is going on. I mean, obviously, remain in the Word, you know, be a part of a Bible study. Be, I mean, we can talk about my life story another time, but when you actually start really diving in and consistently reading the Word, how it's transformative, but also having that foundation with your buddies – and looking at things, and Dan, this is what you do with the students all the time, mm-hmm. you, you, you peel back the layers, you get them thinking, and it's not to, you know, put blinders up around our students, it's to prepare them and to equip them for the world so that we can continue to, at 36 years old, have conversations about, here's my basis and my understanding, right, here's my biblical worldview, yep. but let's talk about these hot topics, Let's not shy away from them. Let's engage. And, you know, you're in the business world. You're being a light to those around you. You're wanting to be relatable to people who, you know, you might be the, bi- the, the phrase that we say all the time, but, like, truly, you might be the only Bible they ever read. You've got to be up to speed on these and sharp with your mind on these subjects, right? Mm-hmm. Be able to talk. So I think that's terrific. Mrs. Chin. Was this your executive Eleanor coach? Chin, yeah. Right. Shout Sweet out if you're listening. Thanks for dropping that. Uh, great idea. We are now passing it on to the Prestonwood community. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. The alums. Um, Dan, any any final questions for Ty? Anything you want to unpack? No. I mean, Ty's, Ty's been one of my – I have a lot of students that, I mean, were almost kind of like kids to me, right? Yeah. And, and Ty is kind of like a, a son. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got parents, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your parents. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that um, – you know, you look at their lives and they, they go through, you know, hills and valleys. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of you, uh, the man um, that you are and that you are becoming. Um, you're kind of a, a great example if we're, if we're listening and you're thinking, you know, what, what does a Prestonwood student look like? And, and mm-hmm. the idea is a guy who's growing in his faith, right, who's walking with the Lord, uh, who loves his family and mm-hmm. uh, who tries to live out an authentic Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not perfect. Um, and none of us are. Yeah, but you're just you know you're 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 living it out, and you're you're unashamed of who um, God has created you to be, mm-hmm. um, and you're willing to to wrestle with the big things of life, and, and you know stick firm to those priorities that God's given you. So, it's it's fun just seeing you, and you know realizing when I when I look at you, it does remind me of how old I am. <laughs> I was like, holy smokes! Like, oh my like you're 36. Okay. Um, but just it's it's also refreshing mm-hmm. uh, just to see what God can do in the life of a of a young man um, who will let him do what he wants him to do, mm-hmm. right? And and I've always just appreciated that. I mean, I I love your whole family. I love you know your brothers and Brooke. 
Um, and, uh, you know, you guys are just uh, are wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, wonderful family. So um, just excited for you and excited to watch you move into this next phase where, um, you know, you're, you're taking those kids and dropping them off at games mm-hmm. and at school and, and just doing life with them because they've, yep. they've got a great dad to look up to. Yeah. Yeah. That is it's a huge compliment. I appreciate that. Um, I need to hang around you guys more often. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They call Fraley and let her know what a, what a yeah. great guy I am. I was going to say, I was like, like y'all should have seen the look on Dan's face when, when Sweet Ty is just talking about these <laughs> instrumental men in his life. But it's true. I mean, you know, also we don't realize like the impact that we say it all the time. Like mm. it's a two-way street. Our mm. teachers and people pour into us and then we just leave and graduate and we're like, mm-hmm. c'est la vie. No, they have invested in us. And so it's sweet to hear this and to, to, to share this together. Yeah. Um, and we've had some connection over the years and some interesting um, conversations along the way. Um, but it's been it's been great to watch you because you've responded well to people coming alongside you um, to offer, you know, wisdom, advice, counsel, whatever it is. And you've always been open and you know willing to take um, that and to, to put it into practice. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. Ty, any final thoughts or things that you can say to our alumni community? So everyone from that first graduating class mm. of the Faithful Eight to where we are now, what are what was the graduating 140, class? 140 kids. 140. Which anything. we seems huge. Yeah. yeah anything. Any, anything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Un, unfiltered. Unfiltered. <laughs> no, but really something that would, you know, speak to their hearts or anything that's I didn't really give a good prompt there. I mean, I got to probably <laughs> narrow this down a little bit. This is my first one. Well, I've got, Please, man, I can tell you anything slack. from like a joke to like <laughs> you know, some advice. Some tell them, tell yeah. them something you're working on. Yeah. yeah so I, I think that's a great question to ask. Yeah. Of like, okay, because well, it's relevant to kind of some of the things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And right now the HBS stuff is is fresh in my mind, the mastermind group, kind of seeing how God's worked through that. And I think the two biggest things that I'm learning right now personally and it impacts both my professional personal and spiritual world it is the concept of removing the ego Mm -hmm. and uh, how the ego infiltrates every aspect of our life Mm -hmm. and that takes reflection Mm -hmm. so we were you know talking about like our time at pca we got to reflect look back at gosh there's so much good that you can take from it and there's impacts that are tangible and some things that are maybe not as obvious. So that takes reflection. So you reflect and you look at the ego and how that impacts you. Ego impacts you and, um, you know, ask, saying, I don't know, saying, trying to figure out what can I do to grow and to learn. And I think so many people in this world, me included, and something that I'm wrestling with and trying to work through is try to act like they know everything Mm -hmm. or, um, kind of put on a front mm-hmm. to kind of fit in. Yeah. And fake, fake it till you make yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's some of the worst advice I was ever given. That's right. And so when you remove the ego, you can say, I don't know, and then true growth starts taking place. Yeah. Ooh, so, for true. example, when you're reading a book, you're not reading the book to regurgitate it like you would maybe if you're trying to project something. You're, re- you're reading a book to comprehend it, to understand it. Mm. That has been, like, life-changing for me. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, I that, I, I, <laughs> it's true. It is true. It's good. Yeah. So that I think that's one of the like comes some of the, the, the ideas that I'm, I'm really wrestling yeah. through and trying to understand and then applying it to my life right now that yeah. um, that I'm trying to yeah figure it out and, and, go, and go with it. So, yeah. And that's part of the journey, right? Like yeah. this is our 
it's our life journey. It's our journey with Jesus. Um, and he will, he will peel all of this back. Right. And, um, yeah, that's the hope at least this me, side of heaven. Thomas Watson is a book called the godly man's picture. And he lays out these different principles about what it means to be a godly man. And it is a, it is a beating. It is a kick in the teeth. And he says this, he goes, you're going to read this and you're going to feel overwhelmed. He's like, but the pursuit of being a godly man is your lifelong pursuit. And if you're not pursuing it, then what are you doing? And it's just a reminder, Mm -hmm. if if you're not getting better, if you're not growing closer to God, if you're not being a better husband this year, being a better father this year than you were last year, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and honestly, between us, right, we've had this conversation, right? If your golf score is going down, but your family score Mm -hmm. (laughs) is also Mm -hmm. going down, Mm -hmm. like that that is not comparable, Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? I don't care if you're a scratch golfer. Mm -hmm. If your family is not in order, right, if you're not becoming a better person, but you're becoming a better golfer, you got your priorities yeah. mixed up, yeah. yeah. right? So I'm, I'm proud of you for doing those things and, and putting your priorities in the right order. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, so. thanks for saying that. Well. There you go. Wrap it up. That was it. <laughs> that was it. We're ending on a high note, and it's true. Um, so thank you, Ty. Yes. And um, Thank you all. This is a blast. Love being up here. Isn't this great? Yeah. It's super fun. Yes. It's super yes. formal. Not. Yeah, right. Um, but hopefully we see more of you and your sweet family. And um, we're just so glad that you set aside time for us today. Great. So, Thank you, Billy. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Life Talk. We love hearing the stories of what God is doing in and through the lives of our alumni. If the Lord is doing something amazing in your life, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And until then, let your life talk. <laughs>